Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Friday, February 11th, and I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right, all right, and it is Dos Compadres again. And this time, Ken is away. He won tickets to the Super Bowl. So I know by the time you're listening to this, Super Bowl's already over. But I'm glad he was able to see it because I know he is a huge Rams fan. Yeah, and this is also something on his bucket list. So the fact that he's able to go to the... Actually, uh, we talked about this the last episode in our intro. I, I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, do you think you'll ever get to go? And he said, then no, <laughs> then like this thing cropped up and he was like, he, he is super hype and I am so happy for him. My dude, go have fun, enjoy the game. And I hope your team wins. Uh, I legitimately mean that because this is like, like, I don't have a dog in the race. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about the Bengals or the Rams. So like, if I have a friend that has something at stake, I'm going to pull for my friend's team. So go Rams. Uh, I'll be cheering for them tomorrow night. I have no I'm going to say this. I'm only I'm I'm only rooting for the Rams cuz Ken is and I know this would make his I mean just going there I know is such a big dream of his, but if the Rams won, I know that would be icing in the cake for him. However, where I'm from, we used to have the Rams. They of course are in LA now, so there's a lot of bitter feelings toward them where I'm at. So everyone around me is rooting for the Bengals. And also the Bengals have never won the Super Bowl before. That's the other reason. But I, 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 I just hope, you know, Ken has a great time and that his team does win. It doesn't matter who you're rooting for, but enjoy those of you watching it. Have fun. And if you just, overindulge, please don't drive. <laughs> yes. But. I'm just happy for him, and he will be on next week. We will see what that brings, because I might not be on next week. We will see. So, with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to lately? Uh, I am really good. I've mostly been listening to uh, the Up and Down album from Generations from Exile Tribe. Like Every time like I get in my car to go somewhere or to do something, I just want to listen to this album. And it has kind of overtook my life. I love it to death. I've listened to it, I don't know how many times at this point. And I'm absolutely adoring this album. It's probably the best, it's probably my favorite album I've listened to in a, a year at least. Uh, I'm really digging in that. Uh, and that's mostly what I've been listening to. I was listening to MC this week and we'll kind of get into that. But other than that, I wasn't listening to too much. It was mostly just Generations and... I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I listen to anything else, uh, just Generations, so nothing too crazy. What have you been listening to, Luna? So I've been going on a weird train streak of random artists. So I started off the week with Superfly, and I listened to, before Superfly was just solo, they were more of a group, and I was listening to their first album, Superfly, and their song 1969 has been on repeat in my head lately, I absolutely love them and their older albums. I was also listening to 
I listened to that was the main album I was listening to was their Superfly album, but I also was listening to another one of theirs. So I, I own two of their albums and I decided, I don't know, I was in a Superfly mood. So I was listening to their Box Emotions album as well. So Superfly was from 08, Box Emotions was from 09, if you're wondering. And I absolutely love Sheho's voice. It is amazing. And I just, I just cannot get enough of those two albums, especially their debut album is just phenomenal. And I also went down this really weird streak of just picking older artists that I hadn't listened to in a while. And one of them was an R&B soul artist named Sakura. And she has an amazing voice, like my gosh, phenomenal and I love that her music is very chill and relaxing and you hear the soul come out in her voice now I don't remember if she is on Apple Music I I own pretty much all her I own some of her physical releases and I was trying to see if she is on Apple but I just have this feeling she might not be but I, I went down that whole streak of listening to her. One of the songs she had was called Let's Go Dancing. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And it's like this disco song because she's like, let's go dancing in a disco. And I just I just loved it. I don't know what it was about her voice, the song, just everything about it. And it was her Lover Light album, which debuted in 98. And I just kind of went down this whole streak. I was listening to her Daylight album from there. And I just forget how much I enjoyed her music. And then I also went down a really interesting path of listening to... There's an artist who her real name is Serena Suzuki. And now she is known as Munihiro. And I used to listen to Munihiro back in the day. She is a reggae singer. And or dancehall reggae singer, and that's how I knew her. Well, I happened to find out that she used to go by the stage name Suzuki Serena for a while, and so it was more of a stage name, it wasn't a real name. But I have one of her old albums, and it came out in '98 called Find Your Own Wings. So I started listening to it, and it's such a change from her Drama Eleven Stories album where she came out as Munahito. And it's so, it's like pop rock. And it was a very, very interesting to hear that style of music and then go to her reggae dancehall stuff later, like Drama Eleven Stories, Limited, Neo. I mean, I, I just like hearing that different style of her. So I went down, I've been going down that path. So with that, I also listened to another oldie but goodie, which is Love Psych Love, let me make sure I say their name right. Love Psychedelico. And they are a Japanese rock band. And they are more of a duo, but they they their sound is very heavily influenced by classic like British and American rock from the 60s, 70s. So they really de- they came out with a lot of albums back in the late 90s. 97 was when they debuted. I just started listening to their Greatest Hits album called The Greatest Hits Love Psychedelico, and it is so freaking good. And I used to listen to this album back in the day because it came out in 01. And I decided to go back to it, and I forgot how much I loved them. 
And I found out that they've actually had somewhat recent music. They had a recent single in 2020. And it made me really happy to see that they occasionally still do things. But I I just kind of went down this weird streak lately of music that I really used to listen to. And I discovered someone new, a new Japanese rock group called Glim Spanky, who I've never heard of before. And I started checking out their music, and I really like them. I can see them possibly be, being a future MC. And from what I'm thinking, I haven't done any research on them. It looks like they're a duo. But so far, I've loved all the songs I've listened to. And I'm looking forward to checking out more of their of their music, as I really only listened to a few songs so far. So, I mean, I've gotten to check out some stuff. But not as much as I usually do. Most of this listening happens in my car. And I did a lot of driving this week. So with that, we are going to jump into the topic. And Gray, I believe you created this topic for this week. Yeah. Uh, so I did have the idea because I I really wanted to double back and really talk about uh, the last time it was just the two of us. We talked about a little bit about that one night that me and uh, Kyo got lost in Shibuya. And we got there because we were escorting you to a concert. And I had the idea. It's like, well, you know, you know, we have a lot of listeners. We have some that live in Japan. You know, what if someone who's listening to the show is wanting to go to a concert in Japan? Uh, what, what, can, what could they expect? Because I imagine a Japanese concert is a bit different from an American concert. Like, I've only gone to, like, two or three concerts in my life, so I, I haven't d- gone to that many concerts. But uh, just, you know, knowing how cult- cultural differences are, I'm willing to bet, like, there's some radical differences. And so I was really curious if you would, since since it's me and you, uh, what, can you kind of go over the process of, like, what it was, like, how did you get your tickets, and kind of, like, what was the process and what were things like at the concert? So, so I actually, I, I did go to two and the first one you, I remember you and Kyo escorted me to, I did look it up. I knew it was in Shibuya. I remember I got lost. So I had to go to Seven Eleven to get Wi-Fi to get the directions. But I would, my first advice is make sure it's not sold out before you go. So a lot of these do sell tickets in advance and some of them, and it's not more for seating arrangements like U.S. I mean, there's standing room plus sitting room. Depending on what kind of concert you go to, like if you're going to something at like Tokyo Hall or like the Osaka Hall or even Budokan, those sell out fast and you have more, you know, you have their standing and sitting room. But I recommend always checking tickets at the kiosks like at Lawson because I tried to get tickets to Kotakumi when she was at Tokyo Hall when I was there and I went to Lawson to check and they were already sold out. With the indie concerts though, which is more what I went to and I know you and you and Lou escorted me to the Sutaya O-West, which is Sutaya O-West and O-East are like venues really close to each other. They're pretty much in the same block almost across from each other. And I, I still advise getting there early to make sure there's still tickets available because they do have a cutoff or check on online or on the websites because they will let you know if it's sold out. I One of the other concerts I wanted to go to was Hiromi and I did check the website before I went up there and they sold out fast. So 
that's my first advice. This one I I noticed did not sell out, so of course we went up there. And at the Sutaya one, it was pretty easy to get tickets. You just walked up to the booth, asked for a ticket, and I already knew the cost of it. As I, one of the artists I follow is Jasmine, and she had posted about it on her Instagram, her Twitter. It was on her website, so I already knew the ticket cost, and it was a joint concert because it had Jasmine, it had Cliff Edge, it had Brand New Vibe, and it had Shoon. Not in that order, but those were all the artists that were there and going to be there. So the ticket was $40, which is actually a really good price for four artists if you think about it. And then you do have to buy, you're required to have a $5 drink ticket, and you can use it in whatever you want. You can use it for alcohol. You can use it for water, soda, whatever. Um, but that's kind of roped into the price if you think about it. So I got my $5 drink ticket and all that. But you get in there, they take your ticket. And I do advise checking to make sure they allow cameras. Because some concert venues do. Some do not allow you to take photo or video and require you to turn off all electronic devices and they monitor it. And this one did. As soon as I went in there, they did check my bag. They also made me turn off my cell phone, make sure my camera was off because I did bring my camera because I was hoping I could get video. So that was one of the things. And I did have people standing in the back making sure you did not record any of the event. So... I guess the other thing that was kind of interesting is this was all standing room. It was a very small venue. You could tell it was, I want to say like max capacity, maybe 200 people. And I, I don't think there were that many there, but it was one of those more personal type venues than anything. And it kind of reminded me of a club. And not all concerts are like this. I think it really depends on which one you go to. But the two smaller ones that I went to were more like this. And when you walk in, you got, I there was a drink bar on one side. The stage is right in the front. And like I said, it's all standing room, no sitting. And then on the right-hand side, I saw all these booths. And each artist had a booth you could go to. And they had their own merch there. So Brand New Vibe had a booth. And I ended up buying one of their towels so I could kind of swing it around and then Jasmine had a booth, Shun had a booth, Cliff Edge had a booth. I will say make sure you come with cash. They do not take cards. Bring cash for the goods because I did not bring enough cash and that is my biggest regret because I ran out of there after the concert to try to find an ATM to go back, got lost, did not succeed. And some of those artists actually do autograph signings after the concert. So I probably could have got an autograph if I wouldn't have ran off trying to get more money to buy some goods for Jasmine's booth. Um, but I do like that they have booths. You can go there before or after the concerts. I recommend waiting and going afterward and trying to get over there in line early because you can meet some of the artists. For the concert itself, oh my gosh, the experience is amazing because this one felt very personal and I think it's because of the venue. It's a smaller venue. The artists get very involved with the audience, which is what I loved. And one of the artists that came out was Cliff Edge. 
And they are a Japanese R&B hip-hop duo. And I was familiar with them. They did some songs with Maze. They did songs with Meiji. They've done a lot of collaborations. And I, I also like their vocals and their rap. So I will never forget, I got pointed at in the audience because I have bright blonde hair. And I mean, you want to talk about bright? It was almost white. And I had the rapper of the group point at me and wave at me. And I had to I had to think about that because I kept, I was like, me? And then he, he would kept pointing at me and he waved at me. And I was just like, okay, so I stand out like a sore thumb. I really did. And I would say they had a great performance. Shun, who was a rapper I was already familiar with, he was a great performance. Jasmine was the third act. And that was the act that I actually went for. I loved her and she was doing her Jazz Vegas tour. It was kind of like a tour at the time. So she did her jackpot segment, which was a combination to songs. And hers was the most memorable because, I mean, she got the audience involved. She got everyone to do the little dance for Agedu. She had those thing confetti shooting into the audience with candy in it. It was amazing. And... I, I will say be prepared to get involved with the artist and the last artist is brand new vibe. I was not familiar with them at the time. They are like a, I didn't know this. They're an idol group. They all have their own color, but they're a rock idol group. And I thought they were just a rock group, but I ended up loving them afterward. And I ended up buying their CD, I ended up buying both their CDs and they were amazing. And, and right after that, they actually did a giveaway and made everyone do junk and poe in the audience and gave away an autographed t-shirt, which is really cool. So it was probably one of my favorite experiences. And there is one interesting thing that looking back on, I wish if I would have known who she was at the time. I had no idea, but Aisha was actually in the audience because she is friends with Jasmine. And she was, I was, because there was her and a couple other girls hanging out. And I remember when Jasmine came on, they were all screaming her name and hollering at her and showing so much support. And I, I kind of, you know, it was interesting seeing this whole group of girls together, you know, very camaraderie, all drinking and having fun. And then after Jasmine's performance, they left. And it cracked me up because you didn't see him anymore. They really just came for her performance. But I didn't realize until years later and I heard Aisha and I saw her probably like a year later. And I'm like, holy crap, she was like in that same venue as I was. And it once it dawned on me like, oh, my God, I wish if I would have known then. But I mean, I wouldn't have gone up there and said, hey, I know you. <laughs> so it's just neat seeing the audience. Everyone was very involved. Everyone was friendly. And it's just you all had fun. Be prepared to be squished in a small space. Um, also, just keep a lookout for any, if you get any creepy people in there. This venue particularly, I didn't because of the no camera policy, which was probably a good thing. But sometimes you can get, you know, some creepers watching you, you know, especially if you're by yourself. Um, bring lots of cash, like I said, especially if you want artist good. Stay after the concert to try to meet people. Don't rush off. Don't do what I did. That's my biggest regret. I should have just stayed, you know, and just been like, well, I have no cash, but I didn't realize you could get to meet artists until the next concert I went to. So I wish if I would have known that ahead of time. 
I will say if you go to a really big artist, like a super popular one, you're not going to have that opportunity. But a lot of the smaller events that you see, like that Cream does, A Witch, um, just, you know, some of like the, the music bar ones that they do over there. I recommend going to the smaller venue ones because you get more of a personal experience than the big arena tours. Yeah, I remember that night that, you know, me and Ken dropped you off. And I remember when we got to the destination, because, uh, I don't know, I, I'm used to, I, I live out in the sticks. I'm used to, like, you know, anytime there's a concert around here, you know, it's in a stadium or arena or something. So, you know, I'm used to big parking lot, you know, just giant building and, and everything. Uh, and so, like, when we were taking you and, like, all of a sudden we're in a back alley and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, we're here. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's in a really interesting place in Shibuya, which is fine. But I totally got lost trying to find the freaking 7-Eleven. And the other concert venue, which I went to later on, was not far from the Sutaya O-West. I believe mine was either O-East or O-West. I get them confused. I'll have to look at my ticket. But the other one was a little bit down the street. And it's funny because then I found out where that dang 7-Eleven was I was looking for. Because I did ask directions and then, yeah, I got lost. But I know what you mean, but it was kind of in a, it looked like a back alley. But the interesting thing was, is it was really a block away from the main part of Shibuya. It was not too far from a Don Quixote. Once I finally got my bearings, I figured it out later. But at night, it's a little weird, you know. It's kind of like downtown where I live because I do live in a big city. So, but yeah, it was, it's kind of interesting. You're like, wait, that's the concert hall? Yeah, it's it's so easy to get lost in Shibuya. It, it, it really is. Uh, because it, maybe, maybe it's because we were not used to the area and stuff. Because we, when we were at school, we were, you know, in the Machida area. And we kind of got really kind of used to that. But the only city that, uh, the only place that, that we actively just got to, like, Okay, we don't know where we're at, and we have no idea where the train station is. Was Shibuya? Although it was a bit of a quest to get to Tokyo Tower too. I remember that being a mildly confusing area, but uh, yeah, because it, it was really just interesting. And yeah, I, another thing that you did say is you know make certain that you take cash. Uh, one thing that I noticed when we were in Japan is I didn't see that many places for a credit or debit card. It was mostly a cash base society like they have atms and stuff but like if you're at the register like you're not like i didn't i didn't see a i didn't see a place where i could just jam a card in there and and go on about my business they will take it they'll take the card from you they don't leave the card readers out so book off took cards uh tokyo tower not tokyo tower uh tokyo tower records took cards so there were a couple times i racked up too much i paid mostly cash there were two times at book off I spent too much money and I paid by card. And I mean, I didn't I didn't get a charge on my card, but I will say just depends on the credit card. But I always say cash for those concert venues. And I honestly thought I had enough cash, but I didn't realize how expensive those concert goods are. That's yeah. the thing. You don't realize it until you get there and you see the prices. Yeah. And, and, so and lesson the- learned. And if the Japanese music industry is anything like the American music industry, uh, that's where the artists make a lot of their money is the merchandise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, it so, is. Uh, yeah. It is. And, yeah. That's why yeah. I buy a lot of merch. I try to. And I bought merch that day. And then when I went back for another concert, I also bought merch. 
You know, I bought some towels, yeah. a t-shirt, yeah. bracelets, all, you know, all that stuff, which is really cool. So, but that that's, you know, some recommendations of when you go. And also just follow artists' websites, Twitters, and Instagram because a lot of them will post that information. That's what I did. I kept, I followed it religiously and I, I still do. I just can't see any of these concerts and it kind of breaks my heart. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it is is a bit sad and stuff. And I, I don't think they... Uh, I know for a while there they were live streaming concerts and stuff, and I mean they—they they, I think they still are to some degree, but they—they tapered that back a bit from what I've noticed. Depends on the artist. The ones I follow, they don't. They weren't. They—they they weren't doing a lot of them. But there's a lot of other, especially in the metal industry, they've been doing a lot of live streams. They're not free, but they, you know they do a charge, you know, like twenty or thirty bucks, which is a really good price. And if you're a fan of that artist, I mean, it's totally worth it. And I think that's cool. They're still giving that option, especially yeah. with the international fans. Yeah, no. Uh, that, uh, like one of the things, like I, I, I kind of regret was uh, I wasn't like the 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 Japanese trip is like one of the things that really moved me in the direction of really becoming into J-pop. Uh, so when I was there, I didn't really do the concerts and stuff like that i didn't i think i bought one or two cds and you know i've, I've always lamented it's like you know i i had more of what i would say an awakening like after we got back from the trip and you know i would you know listen to you know at, when I, on the trip i was listening to like homemade kazaku and you know some stuff like that but you know i, I like it's just i wasn't to the point where i was like oh i want to go see this person in concert and blah 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 and i, I kind of hate that i i, didn't, I haven't gotten to go go see some of my favorite groups in concert like i'd love to see dice i'd love to see i would kill to have seen color creation in concert but sadly it's not meant to be but yeah like i said because um i i don't have a ton of concert experience but i do imagine it's uh, it's quite a bit different and i do like the idea of a smaller venue where it's just like you and maybe like 20 30 other people maybe 50 and you know but it's not you in a sea of 300 people yeah i wouldn't yeah. say maybe there was about a hundred but it yeah. didn't feel like that and i i've been to a good amount of concerts in the u.s but i've mainly done the big outdoor concerts like warp tour and uh uh point fest those are the two big ones where they have all these rock metal bands all over you can switch spots i've done a lot of those I've done like Katy Perry and Lady Gaga and stuff like that, you know, bigger artists, but I like, you know, and there are small artists that have come here and have smaller venues, especially because where I'm at, we do have smaller venues here. However, I, I like the personal, how personal all this one they made it. And I feel like some American artists do make it very personal and do interact with audiences, but I think it depends on the artist. Um, but I like that. At this, they did give you a chance to do meet and greets with artists. I, I know some some concerts in the U.S. do. Not all of them do. Point Fest used to. I met a very interesting uh, artist named Becca who did music in Japan. She was signed on at Sony Music Japan, and she happened to be at, I think it was Warp Tour. Yeah, it was Warp Tour. And I met her and got her autograph, and she was super sweet, and talk to her about Japanese music and I like that type of personal thing and I got to meet Yasuda Rei when I was in Japan because she was at one of the concerts I went to I could have met Little Glee but their line was too long and who knew they were gonna blow up the way they did 
so it's just kind of interesting seeing how personal a lot of those make it and i wish if i could have met cliff edge because they seem like some really cool dudes so i i would love to go back though and experience more concerts especially cream because i know they're so interactive with the audience and i just love seeing that an artist yeah no it's on my bucket list to go back to japan and and definitely catch a concert you know i I don't know if the concert i go to is a group that uh, i have yet to discover or if it's a group that i'm currently listening to like i don't know uh, because i I don't have a time frame of when i'm going to be able to go back to japan but hopefully one day out like i definitely want to go back and i definitely want to you know definitely check out and listen to some of like like just go once you know it's like hey you know this is something i did once in my life and i it'll be worth it so uh thank you for uh this discussion luna uh it was really nice uh really going into because i think we've talked about this a few times i don't think we've ever gone in depth and detail so it was nice to actually have a moment to go and really just delve into this and talk about it a bit more so thank you for just sharing your time your your knowledge and your time and your experience with us and uh, talking about it it was a lot of fun listening to hear all the cool and fun things that you can do so uh, i really like that because also you know one of the things like in an american especially if you go to like the big concerts and stuff like that like you're, you're not going to meet the band like you might have vip tickets or something uh yeah, backstage and- passes but you're not you know but like 95 percent of the people at that concert are not going to go meet the band like and- like and that goes the same with big Japanese concerts like in Budokan and and even Tokyo Tokyo Joe Hall, Sakucho Hall, you know, you're still not gonna you're still not gonna be able to like Kodokumi was at Tokyo Hall and I would have loved to see her there. Tokyo Forum Hall or I always forget the full title of it, but There'd be no way unless I got some VIP or you're a fan club member and are able to win like a raffle to do that. And, and same with like Ayumi and you, know, the really big artists. I feel like, but at least with the the more the smaller artists or the ones that might not be in those big venues, you get a better chance, and I like that. I would love the chance to meet Little Glee Monster and stuff, but I don't think I'm going to ever get to a point where I, I would be able to meet any of them. But I think that's the closest I will ever be able to get because their line was big back then. And yeah. I cannot imagine, I don't think they do meet and greets like that now. That was when they first were starting out like that. I mean, I feel like they might have just been signed with Sony and started making their debut about that time is when I saw them. I gotta, I'll have to look for my posters and find it. Yeah, because it was 2014, which, you know, I was doing the math like, you know, it's eight years ago. It's hard to think that. In two years, you know, it'll be 10 years since we were there. Like, it just doesn't feel like it's been that long. I know. And I am very, very sad because I've been wanting to go back, but the borders are still closed. So I'm going to wait till everything's open and safe again. And then I plan to go back and spend two weeks there. If I could work there, that'd be great. Or like work from home there. But I know the, that's not pop. That's not possible. Yeah. Like, th- that would be like really cool because. So 2014 was when they made their debut because their indie mini album was called Little Glee Monster. And that's when I saw them. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 You, you're on the cusp of them. Yeah. And Dang. I really wish I would have <laughs> bought that because I remember them showcasing that mini album and they were doing autographs. But that 
that line was insane. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm just glad uh, I got to see them, and they were phenomenal, and I wish if I would have actually bought, brought my camera to that, but I didn't because of what happened last time I brought my camera. So, but I will say, if you get a chance, you're living in Japan, and you get a chance to see these concerts, go. I highly recommend it, you know, and enjoy. Go enjoy, have fun. I, I, I couldn't agree more because, like I said, it's one of my big regrets. And I, I don't think you want to be like me and just, like, have this amazing time in J- Japan and then, you know, just have, like, this big regret hanging over your head uh, and stuff. So if you got the opportunity, definitely take it up. I, I don't think you'll regret it. Yep, completely agree. All right, and with that, we are going to move on to Music Corner this week. I do hope you enjoyed our topic and got some useful information out of it. So our Music Corner this week is Kent's pick, and I wish if he could be on to talk about this band because I know I'm not going to be able to do them good enough justice as he would. And he chose the band Ryuku to Soine Gohan. And Ryuku to Soine Gohan is a three-piece pop rock band that formed in November 2017 in Tokyo. They are a young next-generation band, which is making a ton of waves by making nostalgic sounds, which are adaptable towards new audiences. The mellow but catchy compositions grab the listeners and entice them to keep on listening to their music. They might not be changing the game so much for older listeners. However, it's really important for bands like this to spring up and continue building the foundation in pop rock and keeping that style going, especially by combining some of the older nostalgic sounds for the newer generation and helps bring them back. Vocalist Yumatsumoto's calming vocals mesh, uh, mesh very well with the overall melody and you wouldn't think that their style would just pop up as it w- pop up as much as it would without him. I know that was what Ken really thought on that as he greatly loved how well Yumatsumoto's vocals mesh so well with the melodies. And you can hear that in songs such as Home, Umio Koete, and it shows the foundation of their style. And despite them mainly being pop rock, they aren't, they aren't just a one-trick pony in that, as they do have more high-paced composition tunes, such as Seikatsu and Normal, and those show off their range that they can do more than that calming, chill style of music. They actually mix it up and try to do some of that high-paced as well. So, Ryukuto Soine Gohan released five singles in 2020 and 2021, one EP in 2020, with... And their first album, Neo Neo, in December of 2020. And, Gray, I'm curious to hear what you think of uh, Ryuku Tosone, uh, Soine Gohan. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, listening to them. Uh, like, they were definitely a Ken pick. Uh, I, I think that was kind of obvious through and through. But it, it's a very interesting and unique group uh, they do definitely have a range that you hear throughout their music 
Uh, I really like their album, Neo Neo. I, I felt like that was just a really good... If you're going to jump into this group, I felt like that was a great place to start. Umi o Kote, uh, Kote was you know, a great way to lead off that album, and I really enjoyed that. I really also enjoyed... Uh, Goodbye Train, I thought was a lot of fun, and Normal was a pretty solid track. Uh, like they have like some really good stuff, and you know, a, definitely a solid variety. Uh, I did. I thought I thought this was a pretty good pick overall. There was a couple of tracks I was like, yeah, I don't know about this per se, but I would say they hit more than they missed for me. Uh, and I, I did. I liked it. Also, their latest single, Home, is really good too. But yeah, no, I liked them. I thought they were a lot of fun. And uh, I enjoyed my time with them. So, yeah, I mean, I I actually thought they had nice calming. I like the calming vocals and I totally get why Ken picked Ryukuto Soine Gohan is the Yu Matsumoto's vocals fit very well with their style and what they're trying to do. And I greatly enjoyed the song Tokyo Shoujo. I, lo I loved his vocals in it. I love the composition. And, I mean, they had some great songs in general. I thought Neo Neo was a solid way for a solid debut album. And like Ken said, Umio, uh, Umio Koite is just beautiful. And it does show off the foundation of that style. And I loved it. And I thought Goodbye Train was really good. I enjoyed Seikatsu. I would say, I mean, for a, they are for just debuting and being in that pop rock type of industry is a, a very difficult one to navigate. And I mean, yeah, they, they might not be for everyone, but I like the chill style they have because a lot of pop rock today is more poppy than rock. And I feel like Rikuto Sone and Gohan has more of a rock feel to them as it's more of that like Ken said nostalgic rock it's more calming and I think Yumatsumoto's play a big role in that I also loved um, Akari Miyazawa and on drums and Hidetaka Dolmen on bass I thought they did just such a great job and I think the band together just flows being just a three-piece band I, I think they are solid, and I think Home is also a really good song. I, I love the feel of it, and it is, it is just such a nice treat. So with that, you can check out their official website, Twitter, Instagram, along with the music video for Home on our website. And I hope Ken is able to talk about them again, because I would love to hear him discuss Yukuto Soine and Gohan a lot more because I know I'm not doing them justice discussing their music as I feel like Ken has a lot more passion about them than I do yeah I, I do I do wish Ken was here because I, and I, I, I think that's just anytime you know you you have an MC you you, you sell it better than usually the co-host but uh, no, uh, still, I think this is an awesome pick and I'm glad he picked them and, uh, thank you, Ken. I know you're listening to this. So thank you, Ken, for uh, checking this out and, uh, or, you know, let, letting us listen to Yukuto Soine Gohan. I had a lot of fun listening to him. Yes. Thank you, Ken. I had a, I had a good amount of fun listening to them as well. I'm glad you picked them. They were a breath of fresh air for this week.
And with that, we are going to move on to this week's Oricon. And not too many new ones, so pretty much a lot of repeats. So we got Wadada by Kepler at number 10. I actually still like this song, and I did like the mini album minus like one or two songs. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of glad to see them still on there for a debut group. Pretty darn good. So Wadada so a total of 15,640 points. And we got number nine with Suihi Sen by Back Number. It is still on here and going strong. Suihi Sen sold a total of 16,331 points. And moving on up to number eight, we got Dry Flower by Yuri. Nothing more we can say about this one either. I'm sure it's just because of his album Ichi that came out. Dry Flower's been doing fabulous. Dry Flower sold a total of 16,421 points. And moving on to our first new one of the week, which is Brave Generation by Be First. And Gray, being the resident boy band lover, or boy group lover, what did you think of Brave Generation? Yeah, uh, I thought it was okay. I wasn't crazy about it, but it was definitely more palatable than the last time we saw these guys on the Oricon. And uh, I I did think this was a step in the right direction. Uh, I think it they I would like to see them keep going in this direction. I think uh, that they might be able to get something special. That being said, uh, Brave Generation it, it fell a little short for me, but it wasn't too bad. Like it's just like it it felt like you know like it was just missing like one or two pieces. It's really hard to put into words, but I felt like you know if they uh, really you know, focus and do it. Like I think, I think B first might actually be able to do something really amazing. And, and so I, I thought this was definitely better than their last release, which I don't have in front of me, but it was definitely an improvement. And that, that made me happy just by itself, honestly. So, yeah, I, I agree. I actually thought brave generation was better than I thought it would be. So B first is produced pretty much produced by Sky High. It's one of his groups. And I've been iffy on them, and I'm just going to be honest. But I was not too... I wasn't too big on their last one, which I believe might have been Kickstart. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was Kickstart. I think it was Kickstart. But I actually thought Brave Generation had a good flow to it. I thought the vocals were good. I I actually thought the rap was more fitting. And I I'm not like super big on boy band, boy groups. I'm going to say groups because there's a difference between a group and a brand. It was Gifted. That was the one. Gifted and Kickstart were the two that were from last time. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but I actually thought Brave Generation was decent. I liked it way better than the Gifted single. And I feel like maybe they're going in a better direction. And they're still very new. So I feel like as they go on, they're going to start developing their style. And I'm curious to see where they're going to go. I feel like Brave Generation is starting to go in the de- the direction that I'm enjoying. But I'm still not quite sure. I would like to hear a couple more songs from them before I make my decision. If I'll like, you know, listen to that, there'll be a group I'll end up liking or not. Yeah, I, I will say this latest release has made me a bit more excited for, you know, whatever they happen to do next. If whether it's 
if they go back more in the dance direction or if they kind of lean a little bit more into the vocals. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do next and how they follow up this release. And I, I think, like I said, I think they have potential and... And I, I will say, I know Sky High is very talented. I don't think he'd be working with a bunch of guys he didn't think had potential to go places and go and go somewhere. So, you know, I, I, I think we're just seeing the start of this group and we're, we're, it's very possible we could be talking about them a lot more soon. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm, I'm very interested in seeing where they will go after Brave Generation. So with that, Brave Generation by B first, so a total of 19,573 points. And with that, we move on to number six, which is Nandemo Nayo by Macaroni and Pizzu. And there's nothing more we can say about this track. Still hanging in there due to the album that released. And Nandemo Nayo by Macaroni and Pizzu sold a total of 23,034 points. And moving on up to number five that is still stuck there, like butter. And it is Butter by BTS, which nothing more we can say, sold a total of 23,283 points. So moving on up to number four, our last new one of the week, it is our Enka boy, Hikawa Kiyoshi with Gunjo no Gen. And... I actually like this. It's very Enka. I will say I'm not gonna like I have to be in the mood to listen to this. I am glad to see Kiyoshi Hikawa on here and shake things up because the Gunjo no Gen is a very interesting track and it's not something you normally see in the Oricon. I mean we don't see much Enka besides Hikoshi, you know Hikawa uh, Kiyoshi but I did like it for its uniqueness and how it does a good job with the traditional Enka. I do wish if YouTube had the full song and this was also available streaming worldwide. I'm going to say worldwide because it's streaming in Japan, but just not worldwide. So, Gray, what did you think of Gunjo no Gen? Yeah, no, this is definitely an interesting track and I really liked it. And, you know, Hikoshi Ikawa has really been kind of moving away from Inka as of late. Uh, I remember like the last two or three releases he's done, they've been a little bit more pop tunes and really Inca. So for him to kind of go back and do like this really very Incan track is just really well. Uh, and I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Kiyoshi Kawa is fabulous. Uh, man's an amazing, talented vocalist. And definitely, it would have been nice to see the full song, but sadly you only get maybe like a minute and a half of it. So, you know, but for what you get to see and, and enjoy, it, it's really good. Uh, Hikoshi, Kiyoshi Ikawa just is, you know, one of the best singers, I think, in Japan at the moment. And he shows it uh, in every release. And, you know, I'm glad for him. I'm glad to see him here. I'm always happy to talk about him. And uh, hopefully he's it, his next time up here won't be that long from now. Yeah, I completely agree. I love seeing uh, Kyoshi Hikawa on Oricon. He's always a treat and a breath of fresh air because we don't get many Enka vocalists on here. And he is a fantastic vocalist, which how his voice, it is just trained to hit all those notes. And it's amazing hearing his vocal range. So I, I greatly enjoyed uh, Gunjo no Gen and I do recommend it, especially if you're into Enka. 
So with that, Gunja no Gen by Kiyoshi Hikawa sold a total of 25,954 points. And moving on up to number three, which is still stuck there. It is Bidogaisu, Beetlejuice, however you want to say it, by Yuri. I guarantee this is on here. It's going to be on here with Yuri's album coming out in January. I'm sure everyone's still listening to it. And this song is drawing a lot in there. And it's also the first song on the album. I've listened to this album many times. So CD, not, not digitally. So... I didn't contribute to these numbers, but maybe I should start. But with that, Birugaisu sold a total of 26,041 points. And moving on up to number two, it is still there. Nothing's changed from last week. It is Zankyo Sanka and Asaga Kuru by Aimer. And I'm glad to see Aimer still on here. I, I guarantee the single will remain on here for a little bit as the newest season of demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba is currently airing i know so many people who have been going crazy over it and watching it i have not yet i still gotta watch season one but good for Imer and glad to see your honor so with that sankyo sanka and asuka kuru sold a total of forty-six thousand two hundred twenty-seven points and moving on up to our number one still hasn't changed from last week it is Ichizu and Sakayume by King New. Glad to see King New still on here. I mean, they're very unique, and I'm always glad to see a band like them do so well. Nothing more we can say about these tracks. With that, Ichizu and Sakayume sold a total of 52,030 points. And we are going to peer over to the album side to see what is new and see what has been doing good all right and we got number 10 we got 26 27 by id suzuki glad to see her on here and i'm sure ken is super excited about that i know how much he loves id and i do too because i i've been listening to her lately as well we got number nine we got by hote tomoyasu his still dreaming album he is a legend in the industry glad to see him still doing phenomenal and we got yuri still hanging in there with his debut album ichi and number eight i i i purchased this fantastic album i'm glad to see him doing so well and we got number seven which looks to be part of an anamu or a game it is wonderas wonder wonderansu times Shodaimu Sakai Album Volume 1, and it looks it is by the group Wonderansu Times Shodaimu. So that one did very well. Number 7, we got Omi with Answer. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right because there is kind of like a little slash into Omi. Those of you who don't know who it is, who Omi is, his before this, he used to go by Hiromi Tosaka. And I love Hiromi Tosaka. So I'm really glad to see him on here. Good for him. We got Seven Order. Gray, I know you're hyped about this album. If you haven't listened to it already, I already know you're going to jump into it. It is their really album. And that is number five. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I was, when I was preparing for the show today, I noticed it. And I was like, ooh, I know what I'm listening to this week. <laughs> 
And we got number four. We got Millet's Visions album. I'm glad to see her doing so well on here. I have this on order, but it won't ship until Utada's Bad Mode album releases. So I did a shipment together to save on shipping. Very hyped for this one because I love Millet. Always glad to see her doing well. All right. And we got a lovely legend in the industry. It is Nakajima Miyuki. And it is it with her... 2020 Dasu Sua Reka Orai album, and glad to see her doing so well on here. We also got Ado's new album, and as we all know, Ado's Odo, Odo had been on the Oricon for singles for a while. So seeing Ado release her debut, or if I'm correct, it's her debut album, Kyogen, is a big deal. I knew she'd make the charts. She has been going strong with all the music she's released lately. So big congrats to Ado at number two with Kyogen. And we got number one. We got Best of ABCZ, ABC to Z by ABC to Z. Not surprised they're number one. Good for them. I know. I think, Gray, you're a fan of them, if I'm correct, as well. Maybe. I don't remember. I know they're Johnny's and and stuff. There's a couple... It's hard for me to keep straight which Johnny's groups I like and which ones I don't. Like, there's certain ones I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I like, like uh, Johnny's West, uh, Naniwa Danshi, King and Prince. Like, there's some that I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I like. ABZ to Z is one of those groups. I think I like them. I, I feel I'm like not... the last single they had, you ended up really liking, but you're more you were disappointed because they're not streaming. So I completely understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, like I said, it's hard for me to keep straight sometimes, and so because Johnny just has so many groups and and stuff, and I and I'm like, and I'm I'm still learning them, I think, in in, in a in a way, so yeah, but yeah, it's it's still nice, uh, you know, Johnny's, you know, number one, uh, their powerhouses, and it's always nice to see them. Yep, and the this was to be specific, CD only, so they sold fifty four thousand three hundred. 92 copies in physical only. So I feel like that's actually pretty good because a lot of people are doing streaming digital now. So still selling 54,000 is good. And I'm glad to see them doing well. All right. So with that, we just want to let everyone know to be sure to check out our website at ongakudu.com. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ongaku to you. We want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of our lovely affiliates. First, we got Kyoru Hunter. He is a retro and horror game streamer who does a variety of games. And you can follow him and check out his streams at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. And I highly recommend following him on Twitter because he posts every day what he'll be streaming and it's a good way to keep up with him. And you can also follow our other variety streamer. It is Timber Taft. He I, he has been doing just a variety of games lately. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft. T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And we have my sister, Rosalie, who has been, been playing a lot of Monster Hunter Rise Dark Souls and Final Fantasy 14, I believe. 
You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can check out Fangirl who... Fangirl Has No Name, who has been working on her novel. So stay tuned for that, and hopefully we'll be able to read it soon. You can follow her at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And don't forget to follow our usual host, Ken, where he tweets about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Bang Dream, D for DJ, and... Super Bowl all weekend and Rams and some wrestling in there too. You can follow him at OTYKen1 on Twitter. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Podosaurus, where they discuss various video games, what's new in the video game industry, and more. You can check that out by searching Kyoto Hunter on all streaming services. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OngakaGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. All right. And you can follow me on several social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter. Hold on. Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, and Letterboxd as LunaMaria87, L-U-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-87, and as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. And... There you can see where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, scary movies, some destroy the brain stuff, and my lovely, lovely monster cats. All right. So with that, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's show. Hope you enjoyed it and got some interesting information out of it. And have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Stay warm. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hopefully we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.